Good morning, everybody. Um, this is my first stab at creating some content. So please bear with me. We're going to have some interesting shows. I have some friends of mine that um, are really passionate about some topics. We're going to talk about, you know, sports, religion, politics, um, immigration. Uh, Those are upcoming podcasts that I hope to have um, presented here to provide some insight, some context, context and some perspective that what I find we lack so, so often. And this format's going to be a little unique because um, I'm a very opinionated human being. And what I hope to do <clears throat> is have a very, you know, neutral stance when I, when I talk. I mean, I'll obviously have somewhat of an opinion, but I will present some really, really complicated questions from some really complicated people. And their perspective is important and I hope that anybody who listens to these will listen to them and if anything develop some damn empathy I think it's really hard in this world not to talk to anybody and not like them Um, there are some people out there that are genuinely just really bad people and for whatever reason we can't wrap our hands around them a lot like a lot of our leaders in this country we can't um really back them. A lot of people really had a hard time getting behind Donald Trump and a lot of people had a really hard time getting behind Obama. Some of it was race related. Others was social policy. But uh, as we go down this rabbit hole, there's going to be a lot of perspective um, from different avenues of life. I have friends all over the country that grew up in different um, environments, macro environments. Um, it's going to be really fascinating to kind of get all of that on here. So I really look forward to sharing that with you and these amazing moments. Um, I hope to have a couple regulars on here just because I find that I work best with people. Uh, I can be kind of funny, but unless there's somebody laughing in the background, it's not the same. So I just kind of want to cover some current events today. Um, before I get off on the road, I'm going to be heading to Raleigh here and, uh, we'll be going to a baptism and, uh, that kind of spurred some thoughts about having a podcast with one of my friends, um, Mr. Cafeo, who he is a very theology centric human being. He's very religious and loves to talk about God. <clears throat> I am not of that camp. And I thought it would be interesting to have him share his opinion on society and, where he feels the gaps are and why religion is important in society today. And I would agree that, you know, religion is really important um, for society as a construct because whether you believe in a, a higher power or not, for whatever reason, there is always um, a reason to be coherently good. And I think everybody wants to be good, but every now and then you need something to lay back on, lean, lean on, if you will, to, to kind of help foster some of your frustrations or your inner conflicts. So we're going to talk to him hopefully in the next couple days, but, um, I'm going to push on. I don't, like I said, I'm kind of just winging this for the first time. Um, you got to get content out there. Um, it's all about the numbers. It's all about being consistent and being annoying as hell. So 
that's really where we're going with this. So um, really quick, I wanted to, to just dive into some politics and some sports. Um, those are two things that I am very well versed in, very well opinionated. And today we're just going to do a light brush like Bob Ross. I'm just going to do a light brush on politics because um, I could go for hours. Um, and the purpose of this is not to, to bore people. So I'm, I'm reading a BBC and an NPR website that's telling me that uh, as of today, the 2020 electoral map ratings are showing that Biden has an edge over Trump with five months to go until the election. And, you know, this is just, again, NPR is fairly moderate left-leaning, but they need to stop doing this. Um, I feel like a lot of these polls that we see out there... Uh, they're really a microcosm of what's going on today. And if you would have asked me, would, have tr- would Trump win in November um, of 2016 or would he have won in June of 2016? You'd never know. A lot of things can change. I mean, Hillary Clinton had a lot of skeletons come out of the closet. There were a lot of, a lot of haters when it came to Hillary altogether. And I remember working... <clears throat> for a company where I worked around a lot of blue collar people for about six months. And it was during that time. And I remember seeing all these Trump signs, all these MAGA hats. And, you know, they had, they had union stewards. And on Thursdays, they would wear the red Trump shirts inside the shops. And I thought that there was really a call to action to get this Republican really elected into office, which was really bizarre because unions have historically never been pro-Republican, but in this case, it was a really rare cry for help for labor in this country, and it pivoted and grew into something insane, and all of a sudden, you've got states like Michigan and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania going red for the first time in decades, and it really transcended anything that anybody could have expected. I remember sitting on my couch watching that event unfold. And it was bizarre because I'm just laughing the whole time because you're just seeing the bullcrap being lifted from the press. They have done a horrible job not allowing their opinions not to be heard. These opinions on the 24-hour news cycle are getting just nauseating. And when you're sitting here on June 17th talking about an election that's supposed to happen on the first Tuesday in November, I just see no substance that is relative at this time. I think right now we're going through, you know, a pandemic unlike anything we've seen in generations. Um, We've got some really quality issues. Um, The Black Lives Matter movement versus the term Black Lives Matter and what that means, which is going to lead into my football with Colin Kaepernick. And, you know, with me, Colin Kaepernick has always been kind of a polarizing figure. On one hand, I respect his right to protest. I've told my wife this countless times that protesting is a healthy demonstration on a government like ours. It requires, it's required quite frequently. Um, I think it was Thomas Jefferson that said that a good revolution every now and then isn't a bad thing. And if anything, we're putting our government on notice that they don't have absolute power over us. Whether that's people that refuse to wear a mask or people who decide that, you know, they're not going to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance or they're going to take a knee during the National Anthem. That's really their prerogative. But my big problem with Colin Kaepernick has always been that 
he was a pro Che Guevara um, supporter. I, and Che Guevara killed homosexuals, African American, African black people of African descent. You know, these are not hidden secrets. They're not hidden gems. Um, he was a murderer, and he was no different than Hitler in a lot of ways. Um, he was pro environment, so good on that, and equality as a as a construct. But he believed in in conforming people, not reforming people. And I think when I saw Colin Kaepernick wearing that shirt, it really changed my perception of what he was trying to demonstrate. Um, and unfortunately, you're not going to change my mind on that. Um, the whole taking of a knee. Oh, why my my perception originally was this dude's just trying to be disrespectful. Who knows what his what he was really feeling in his heart when he's wearing pig socks with blood. Um, when you see him sharing stuff on social media and, and wearing combative pro Marxist uh, content on his clothes, I just don't really take him seriously. So that's just my perception we can we'll hopefully talk about that a little bit down the road and get more perception perspective on that and maybe my opinion will change but as of right now that's how I feel as far as you know everything else is concerned I think well, we need to have some really tough conversations down the road and maybe we can have one or two here um, but I'm going to try to stay balanced I'm going to try to provide some insight that's unique and a little goofy at times uh, but here is to just having some fun loving conversations with some really close friends of mine um lastly um tom brady has joined the tampa bay buccaneers and i'm a huge cowboys enthusiast i have collected sports memorabilia in the in football since i was a young boy and i statistically have to say that these buccaneer uniforms um are hands down put them up against any other jersey ever to come out are probably some of the coolest looking uniforms I've seen in recent memory. <clears throat> the Jets came out with some last year. I thought that they were kind of a throwback to their 90s jerseys. They incorporated some black in there, but the Jets honestly are irrelevant and they changed them because they needed to do something because they have not won enough games in the last 10 years. Um, I'm still a hardcore Cowboys fan and think that they have some amazing uniforms. And then there are uniforms um, like the Cowboys that you just don't change. The Buccaneers, unfortunately, have that platform where they can kind of move around a little bit. There's some flexibility with how they change their uniforms. And there's been a lot of teams doing that. The LA Rams changed their logo and their jerseys this year. And there are other teams that have done it. The Titans and the Jags both have changed their uniforms recently. So the Bucks are, are now a part of that, you know, refresh kind of look to the uniforms this year. And I have to say that they've really kind of embodied the New England Patriots way of putting their uniforms together. Who would have thought that those 80s creamsicle uniforms that they wore, those ugly, horrid creamsicle uniforms would have evolved to these now very, very beautiful, amazing-looking, sleek uniforms that with Tom Brady wearing them, who is obviously the greatest quarterback of all time. And I think that that's going to further be validated this year when the Buccaneers win the NFC South and make a run toward the divisional playoffs. I think that they're going to be that good because they've got so many weapons on offense. Um, So here is to that. Um, Anyways... 
I find that these things might be a little exhausting hearing the same voice over and over again. So hopefully moving forward, you won't hear just me. I hope to have a a fresh take on every interview that I have with one of my friends. It'll be about five to 10 minutes post interview. And uh, I look forward to seeing you here again. Um, Again, forgive me. This is all very new and hopefully they get cleaner and more crisp as we go through the process. Love everybody. Everybody love everybody. Talk to you later. Thank you.